1: This week on Real Dudes Podcast, we go to an in-more-depth discussion on Tacoma, and we also talk about Ryan. We're one jump, it's short, but we have someone filling his shoes for today. Who is it, and are they a permanent member? All this and much more on Real Dudes Podcast. Hey, 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 it's your boy Carrington here with Real Dudes Podcast, and I've got here with me Kyle. Hey. And Cody in the right corner.
0: Left corner, but hi, guys.
1: (laughs) And we have ourselves a newcomer who's going to join the crew. We have ourselves Andrew.
2: Yep, nice to be here.
1: Andrew, tell us a little bit about yourselves, about yourself. Myself?
2: Well, you know, I have many personalities, <laughs> but,
1: uh,
2: <laughs> uh, no, I guess, uh, the uh, short version, I guess, as far as video game history, uh, been gaming ever since, uh, cause I can remember. And the first system I ever owned, I had an N64 back when I was 12, I'm 26 now. So I guess that gives some reference for how long that's been. And, um, got uh i don't know like i said i'm a farmer uh <laughs> that really has nothing to do with anything <laughs> in regard to games but uh i guess you don't have too many of those anymore but uh yeah
1: plenty I, of virtual farmers now that farmer simulator is a thing now are you
3: a boss at farmer simulator i have never played it oh. because
2: i figure i live it
3: you know?
0: okay might as well it's might as well same, not like, so <laughs> I
2: personally love like harvest moon and uh you know, Stardew Valley, I've never really played it, but I've seen some videos and watched people play it. It looks awesome, and I'm like, man, I should play this. And I'm like, wait a minute, I do that for a living. I <laughs> yeah, freaking do that? It's like, like, <laughs> like, well, on my off time, I'm going to do what I already do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... But, uh, uh but no, I said that, and, um... I said pretty much, uh... Yeah, I don't know, except if there's anything more specific you want.
1: <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. Just to give everyone out there just a bit of background so we can hear your lovely voice and get to know, know you a little bit better. And yeah. throughout the course of the episodes, get to know you even better.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. I guess so the one thing it does... Are set me apart a little bit as I I apparently the only one with the PS4 so <laughs> I guess oh, that's you
1: are <laughs> very specific uh, point of view also you may be wondering why Jake's not here unfortunately he had to work again this evening so
3: Jacob's hopefully. flying that crane
1: I know he's flying that crane inside of his crane <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully he can, we can have him on again soon uh, whenever he's not working we're going to work that out but fellas, we've been playing some two fantastic games and I figure we start with the biggest one that Kyle and I discussed already and that will be Tacoma. So the biggest difference between last time and this time, this is more of a review discussion and on top of that we will be spoiling Tacoma. So if you are out there, have not played Tacoma and you're looking to keep that you know, to yourself, you might want to skip the, skip some parts because we are definitely going to be spoiling Tacoma here.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: So guys, I think everyone here either got to play it or at least check it out What did you guys think?
3: Uh, I'll go first since, well, I mean I already kind of discussed it in the previous episode but um, I think I mentioned when we were talking about it a little bit ago uh, that uh, I really enjoy this game um, I think it I think it it has a good story but it, like I said, it doesn't have the best story, but I think the way that it tells its story is fantastic uh, and I think it, that also sets it apart from uh, other first person experience games that, that we've played and uh, I really appreciated how uh, Fulbright went, went ahead and uh, uh, tackled that storytelling through their their augmented reality in the game.
1: Cody, you've also finished it. What did you think? Because you had some thoughts on them, especially the ending.
0: I thought it was going to end a completely different way in which it did, like the whole way of them cryogenic and flying in through a drone and all that stuff. I thought everyone was going to die in the end, and it ends up ending Halfway <sighs> ever after, which I honestly didn't want. <laughs> so, <it, laughs> so cool man? Yeah, it, it makes me sound terrible, <laughs> but I wanted—I kind of wanted it to end like we thought it would and end terribly and everyone die or blow up or something, but everyone survives and makes it out alive. So good on their no, part. Definitely. But a good twist to how, or at least the way I thought the story was going to go. Good job, Fulbright. Hold <laughs> me exactly. once.
2: I think anymore it's, you got more and more of that, uh, you know, happy endings are getting, you know, people are getting burnt out on them. Although it's been more and more people are getting brave enough, whether it be a movie or video game or whatever, to actually be willing to kill off some major characters or everyone. Um, so I guess we're kind of, cause I personally, Cody, I totally identify with that. I've said for years, I'm like, I don't like storybook endings. They're not real. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. uh, but no, like I said that every once in a while, I guess it's a nice change up. And I guess, like I said, I know it was kind of brought out earlier that, uh, not in the episode, but between us that, it is kind of a twist ending in its own right, given that it is becoming a little less common to do it that way. Yeah.
1: And one thing I found really interesting, so the entire time it's this whole setup, because you're just experiencing everything. I literally thought the AI was it was behind it all uh-huh. and he was going to kill everybody. Just he seemed really suspicious to me, especially with his like sarcasm and stuff. And I just couldn't figure out why things were happening they were they're happening um he seemed really close to the doctor i think her name was sarah um and it seemed like she he was really looking out for her specifically but he actually had the entire crew in mind when it came to like trying to save them so here's where it gets really spoilery so if you really not want to know skip this part like the next minute or so or whatever Hey guys, the next few minutes are filled with a lot of spoilers.
3: Uh, If you don't want to listen to it, uh, go ahead and skip to the 11 minute and 30 second mark uh, of this episode. Uh, Other than that, if you do want to uh, listen to it, please enjoy.
1: So, Cody, you said you were confused by the ending, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and, and that's understandably so because if you don't like literally look and read over everything, I had to read everything. the last few emails like three or four yeah. times and you have to yeah. read everything to get the context of everything. And so basically this company was making this uh, vacation space station um, that you're on and the, the crew on there is just trying to maintain it and trying to get it going And apparently like something happens, I can't remember what, even though I just explained it like two hours ago. Something happens to where the CEO um, is in like financial trouble and he's trying to get funding for it or something like that. And then um, basically he asks his AI, which is his advisor, hey, how can I get people to, you know, change their minds about this whole thing? And the AI suggests to blow up the station so he goes along with it and orders the AI on the space station to do it. But nobody was expecting that the network specialist, turning Natalie, on the station to really improve Odin, who's the space station AI, to really think for himself. And he had morals and values and all this stuff. So really, the AI was the hero of the story, which I thought was a nice little twist. Because so often, even today in our movies and comic books and TV shows and everything, we are taught that AIs are going to take over the world and they're going to try and make humanity, you know, slaves and yada, yada, yada. And then here's a story where it talks about AI that has humanity's best interest in mind. And he actually ends up saving everybody on the station, which I thought was a fantastic mm-hmm. view. But I do agree with Kyle. Um, the story could have been better, but the way it was told was fantastic.
3: Yeah, it was. Um, the The way that I kind of figured things were going to go was maybe a little different than everyone else. I honestly thought that, that there was going to be like a murderer on the spaceship and we would find out like their intentions through the emails and stuff because I, I just kind of thought that the story was going to be darker than what it was. And in a way, it is still dark, especially with what the corporation was doing. Um, but definitely not, not where I was expecting it to go at all. Uh, that maybe last 30 minutes, um, I still wasn't 100% sure what was going on until you get into... Uh, that back room, and it might have been, let's see, it might have been one of the last few AR scenes that you see um, where she's actually listening to the recording of the CEO and, like, how he's already announcing that the crew's dead and everything. Like, that is just so messed up. And, I don't know, it just, I I liked where it went. Not where, it's not where I thought it was going, but I really did like where it went.
1: Well, so i have a oh go ahead uh andrew
2: well i was just saying not necessarily story related but i remember it was in the chat earlier that uh, kyle had pointed out that uh, or maybe it was you Carrington, that um that we're, i think it would have been a really cool opportunity to do vr with uh, oh yeah the way the game was laid out i think that would have been amazing yeah the
3: game could have been done in vr i think that could have been like one of the best vr games that have been released if they would have done yeah. it that way um Especially with did anybody did anybody play
0: pool or basketball? I tried the
1: basketball. I only played basketball. Okay,
0: there was a pool table. Where? In the first yeah, there's scene, a pool I table think, and then there's a dartboard the right next to and the and pool table. Okay. That you can
3: play too. Um, huh. it's like this. Yeah, it's where the party is. Yeah, so I. Like I said, I think that, you know, the storytelling was cool because you went through uh, looking at the different notes and stuff. And, and you had to kind of just examine the entire environment to make things connect together. Um, did did any of you think that Odin was one of the coolest characters in the game?
1: Yes. Yeah. Because um, I, th- I found the only other character I liked was Natalie. Yeah. Because she was a fireball and spoke her mind. But everyone else, I just kind of didn't connect with them as much.
3: No. Um. Also, did you, uh, when you were uh, in, is it Sarah? Sarah's the medic, right? I think it's yep. Sarah's the medic. When you were in, in her personal quarters, did you exa- go to this the uh, screen to examine everyone else that had been examined by her? Yes. Okay. So this is where I thought the story was going to go to because I was surprised everybody survived at the end because she had a small chance of making it through cryo and coming back out of it.
1: Yeah, it was like an 18% chance.
3: Yeah, and she still came out of it.
1: I was surprised about that, too, because that's a really low chance. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, my favorite character. She's going to die. Yeah. But she survives at the end. So I was like, how did that happen? Yeah,
3: I was surprised, too. But hey, it, I mean, it's cool. Definitely cool. Uh...
1: Now, I have one last question before we move on to the next game. Kyle. Yeah. You're the I think you're the only person that's played Gone Home, who which is Fulbright's other game. How would you compare that to this?
3: Uh, I haven't played Gone Home.
1: Oh, like you've talked so much about it. it I know, like well, it. I've
3: watched it, so I've watched a playthrough of it, because it, uh, I think it was originally for PC when it came out, and it blew everyone's mind. Um, honestly, I know the is a lot different, and from people's reactions, the game, uh, was received a lot better. And I was thinking about this, I was thinking about, well, what if Tacoma came out before Gone Home? I, I think it would have been vice versa. I think people would have received Gone Home as well as they did, or Tacoma as well as they did Gone Home, and then they would have received Gone Home as well as they did Tacoma. So I don't think Gone Home would have been as successful as it is now if it was the second game coming out. Because it's all like right, it, right. it's like one of the... I don't know if it's one of the first, but it it's one of the first, I think, major first-person experience games that really just like landed on the market.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I- like I said, I think in the past episode, like DSR was the only first-person experience game I've played, and people loved it, but I didn't really connect with it because uh, the story was just so different. Mm-hmm. So, I, I guess the next question is, who's gonna give it the score? The real dude on the real dude scale, Andrew. Uh, Andrew, yeah, you're a newcomer.
2: <laughs> I have no idea what the scale is. I'm gonna be 100 percent
1: honest. <laughs> oh, we didn't discuss the scale. So, no. our scale is we go alcoholic drinks. Uh-huh. Um, so. Th- it oh is a personal preference. The so non-alcoholic
2: per- guy—that's that's the one to leave it to. <laughs> let's see here. Uh, let's Your see. really
0: sweet wine.
2: Yeah, yeah, that'll work. Uh, Except like or fruity drinks, you know. Okay, but no. Uh, well, considering I have a feeling that I had the least exposure to it because I did not actually get to play it through. I mean, just watched some gameplay footage and stuff of it. So I don't know that that's necessarily puts me in the best position to give it a fair rating. I have it. I have one.
1: Okay. Lay it on us.
2: A blue moon.
1: You know, blue moons are nice. They're smooth.
3: And you see the moon when you're in the space station. So, you know, (laughs) it all works out. A blue moon. (laughs) Tacoma is a blue moon.
1: There you go, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Officially, Tacoma is a blue moon.
3: (laughs) So, uh, Fulbright, you should name your next game Blue Moon, the sequel to Tacoma.
1: You heard it here.
2: Now you're going to be freaking out if it happens. I will. (laughs) That
1: would be awesome, though.
2: They heard us.
0: Now, a question for so, all of you. Hold on. Yes, sir. Would you ever yeah. go into a space station on vacation if it ever oh, totally, became available dude. and was totally safe? In a heartbeat.
2: No. Nope. Why? Really? Hold on. Why? <laughs> Sidebar. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of things to find out here, and uh, there's no such thing as totally safe when you're in a situation <laughs> like that. Because last I checked, none of us can breathe space. Uh, you got a good point. But what if, so it's kind of like an airplane. Yeah, it'd be one in a million or one in a billion. But at the end of the day, it's like, uh, I'll keep my feet on the ground for right. the most what part. I don't what if you're flying, but. What if you're like 85
3: years old and you know that you're dying the next week? <laughs> <laughs> um, probably sure. You probably die at the launch. You probably die because of the G-Force, but, you know.
2: Well, at this point, if we're that far ahead, where we're taking people on vacation. I'm assuming that we're getting uh, like beamed up. Like, you know, Scotty's okay. up there and he's like, I got you. Yeah. So uh no in, in that case um you know yeah i'd say I, i'd say i'd roll the dice at 85 i mean i don't think i have too many good years ahead of me at this point
3: you probably have like your your uh cabana hat and a hawaiian shirt and like a, a martini in your hand like sunglasses oh, heck ready yeah. to go just ready to go oh heck yeah beach With chair and
2: everything yeah no <laughs> would you cody
0: what would you oh heck no <laughs> i don't like you on the ground i am never going up there Man, that's 50 percent at 85. Oh, never at 85.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing to lose at that point. You yeah. have a point there. You I mean, have, come on.
3: Your life is at its fullest at that point. <laughs>
2: Unless you want yeah, a million you, dollars, yeah.
3: then you're just going <laughs> to donate it to your your offspring. Probably. Yeah.
2: No, I, I, I once again, I don't know. Um suppose that'd be for a different time and probably by the time i probably would be 85 by the time that would even be an option so you know you never know maybe this recording will exist and we can go back to that (laughs) but uh look everyone we predicted this (laughs) (laughs) see you later andrew (laughs) but no that's uh yeah i don't know like i said there's there's plenty of cool stuff here right on earth so yeah i'll until there's no more room or anything like that maybe at that point you know it's like well it's either this or you know euthanasia it's like you know knock you in the head and it's like okay i'll go it seems
3: cool i mean earth has sasquatch so that's
1: true yeah space does not of course i don't know know, space space
2: has aliens Uh, i mean sigourney weaver barely got out (laughs) xenomorphs so yeah yeah, xenomorph i'm just saying sigourney weaver done fought that yeah she survived but i don't know we'd all be so lucky (laughs) <laughs> my flamethrower training is weak. Uh, way off. Say. Yeah. You probably just throw the whole the whole tank at him. Just uh, <laughs> just throw it at him. It's like, oh it didn't work. But...
1: Bring it all back together now, <laughs> right. yeah. no no folks. We, we went a little far off. So, but yeah, there you go. 50-50 split on whether or not we'd go to space or not and the space station. Mm,
3: 50 or 40-60, because he said when he hits 85 he would go.
1: There That's you go. <laughs> Pikachu! So now, moving on to our next game from Tequila Works. We have Rhyme, which came out earlier this year. Fellas, two of us have finished it. Two of us are in the middle of it. So the two that have not finished it, what do you guys think so far and where are you?
0: I am still on the second chapter um, entitled Anger. I'm on the third windmill without giving any spoilers and I'm loving the game so far.
1: Kyle?
3: Um, Let's see. I am like, I guess the second chapter also. I I got I found all the, uh, was it little foxes or whatever? I think they remind me of Eevee. Or e, yeah, Eevee from Pokemon. And I just started yeah. the second chapter where you cross the bridge and uh, you get in touch with that little fox animal. And then I saved it there and stopped. Uh, as Come far on. as like my thoughts, uh, the game reminded me of Kind of like Zelda, just the environment. Um, I don't know. It's just big. This it seemed like this big fantasy open world, and I love the music. It, it reminded me of a Disney movie.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. It was especially yeah, it was awesome. especially when you uh, go to the shrines or whatever, and you get those little sparkling uh, wisps. I don't know what they're called, and just the music just goes into full Disney mode. And you see this thing floating in the air back to the statue. Definitely love right. that. What about you guys that finished it?
0: you have a whole different opinion yeah the two who have actually finished the entire game what are your thoughts andrew how about you go first
2: okay um gosh there's a that's a big question i know
0: (laughs) there's so many things to talk about without spoiling Um, it for everyone and us too
2: well i don't know that it can classify spoilers if it came out in february am i right Yeah, true
1: hey can you can
2: you Give us a little cliff note about what the whole game is about, because
3: I only know very little bits, just so.
2: Carrington, you seem to be well-versed on that yeah. particular aspect, so if you want to knock that one out, then I'll start.
1: Sure. So the game itself, you're um, basically a little boy on this island trying to you know figure things out, um, but the whole game itself is actually a metaphor for the five stages of grief. Um, so um, I can't remember what it starts with. Uh...
2: <laughs> and a denial?
1: denial yep thank you denial anger bargaining uh depression and then finally acceptance mm-hmm. and you certainly see that uh, throughout the game which i absolutely loved even though at the end of it i was just like gosh what am i gonna do with my life now kind of thing <laughs> like one of those feelings but i thought it was very clever so that's the cliff notes version of what the game itself is about
2: yeah now i would say I'll definitely, uh, echo what Kyle just said. I thought that the music was absolutely a high point of it. Um, fantastic. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. There was a few parts where I had goosebumps. Okay. Well, it was creeping <laughs> me out. I'm not going to exit. And, uh, there was definitely, I mean, like I said, also there's a lot of whimsical aspect to it too. So I mean, now the music was just great from start to finish. Definitely one of the things to hang your hat on. Um, but, uh, no, as far as it reminded me a crap ton of, uh, last guardian which i have played oh, jealous and, uh, so it uh it, it wasn't uh my wife she's played uh played through last guardian as well and then she just started into rhyme after i beat it and uh she was at first she was like oh that's probably just going to be you know last guardian knockoff but she seemed to like it for you know what it rhyme that is for you know for what it was and seemed to be enjoying it so far and uh it had a lot of similarities for sure um but it was, uh, it was definitely its own unique experience. Kind of like, you know, Carrington was saying the, uh, like I said, the, the graphical style reminded me like, ex- like a lot of, uh, Wind Waker from, like I said, kind of mm. making that Zelda reference you brought up, Kyle. Yep, um, yep. so no, I saw a lot of, uh different aspects from games that I absolutely love have loved throughout the years. Um, so, but it still had its own unique twist and its own unique voice. So I, I definitely uh, enjoyed it without getting into too many particulars. I guess we'll, we'll feel Cody out here on just how strongly he will feel betrayed <laughs> where we take this. Cause I, de- I know you and I Carrington, have just briefly discussed, uh, you know, our, some of our thoughts about the, the ending and some of the deeper, aspects of the game so i guess i'll i'll hold my tongue until you tell me that i can uh, move forward a little bit more
1: <laughs> i know i want to talk about like the me- deeper meaning yeah of the I want to talk. there's a
2: few things aspects with it within it that i'd really like to discuss but i'm i don't want to like shatter friendships or anything
0: go for it go for it go for it <laughs> there you go i might hate you but go for it <clears throat> all right okay. Okay, so i'll
2: let you start the and so we'll see how Maddie gets hey
3: guys again uh, we go into some more spoilers if you don't want to listen to this go ahead and skip to the 30 minute 50 second mark
1: all right so the ending which gets really crazy towards the end so every time you finish one of those chapters you get a quick flashback of what what's happening and what brought the kid to that island And so you find out that he was on this boat with his dad um, and his dad falls off. And then he ends up grabbing the cape and puts on the cape, which you see throughout the game that the kid wears. When in reality, it was the dad who lost his son. Oh. And his son is going through all of these things as he's dying. So he's trying to he eventually he <laughs> accepts himself as dying. Yeah, it gets pretty deep and heavy towards the end.
2: Yeah, well I, I don't think he was dying. He like pretty much died as soon as he hit the water or pretty nearly after drowned very shortly thereafter. And it's just yeah. him basically his whole afterlife experience. Experience. Rather, how he's yeah. gonna, you know, whether he's going to just basically accept what he what has happened and, you know, ascend, I guess, for lack of a better term. Or if he's going to just basically wallow in, you know, the, the stages of grief and never really fully move past it.
1: And I must say, during the Depression, I almost cried. Because um, there's a point where the kid pretty much gives up and he just basically just lets his like his entire emotions and the music and just it just boom and it's just like whoa that was the part where i really did get goosebumps just because of how emotional that scene was because everything leading up to that part you're just kind of just it's just another chapter to me I, i don't know if that's how you felt andrew just going through different puzzles and seeing things i mean there was some emotional stuff that happens before then but it didn't really catch me until that moment
2: I I'd say that's fair about the only other thing I'd say that grabbed me before that, other than just being generally a fun experience, like you said, good puzzles and, you know, nice scenery. Um, the whole section with the, um, specters or whatever you would term term you'd want to use for them. Oh um, gosh.
1: Yes. They're so creepy.
2: They creeped me out. I mean, that definitely like they weren't, you know, necessarily, well, there was that one point, you know, where they are actually actively attacking you if you get close to them. And, uh, that, that kind of creeped me out a little bit, but, uh, but no, definitely, like you like that point, you're to that point, yeah. I'd say that was probably the certainly the climax of the game, I would think, for a lot of people. But uh, but no, I was wanting to talk about, and I know you, Karen, Karen, you and I talked about the um, you see statues of people kind of just frozen in uh, you know, a, any given pose uh, throughout the uh, the game, and they become more and more frequent as you get closer towards the end. And uh, I think that Carrington and I both thought that. How that all played in t- tied into it towards the end was, um, pretty interesting. And, mind if I go into that, Carrington?
1: No, go right ahead because I wanted to bring that out because it is so fantastic and interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, I th- like, definitely because, well, like said, there's uh, you, see, you notice those statues, and then towards the end, when the uh, there's a brief moment where the boy does basically give up hope and it appears as though he's just going to refuse to accept what has happened and basically just kind of wallow in his fate for forevermore. And so he briefly does turn into just like one of those statues that you see scattered throughout the whole story. And, uh, except he ends up ultimately breaking out of that. But then it got me and Carrington to wondering that's, uh, those faceless specters, if that's not uh, essentially the essence uh, of those people that are frozen in that statues form and that, um, basically they're just, you know, wandering aimlessly throughout this, uh, spiritual or, you know, or afterlife landscape, essentially, uh, you know, unwilling to accept their fate and unwilling to, to move on into, you know, to move to that acceptance stage and go into the light for, you know, like, uh, like the boy ultimately does. And, uh, so just kind of interesting, you know, they basically just, the, is that in fact the case that those specters are just, uh, someone who gave in to despair and uh, you know, those statues are basically just the husk of their former body. And it's really their actual essence and what make them made them them is just like said, what's that floating around and, you know, making trouble for the boy throughout the story, especially later on.
1: And one thing I also thought interesting, the more I thought about it, when you first see them, you don't see a lot of them, which is in the anger chapter mm-hmm. they're around and there's plenty of them. But as you progress through each stage, they are they they get more and more common, especially in the depression stage. There's so many people or so many, uh, I guess, lost souls as we're going to call them that that's were good. there. Yeah. Which I think is you know I think a lot of people in general when they are going through the five stages of grief that's probably the hardest one to get through. And I think that was that was really neat to see. It was just something I, the more point. I thought about,
2: well, um, the- I noticed. It was the hardest thing for the boy to get through as well. Mm -hmm. So that's a good point.
1: Because he almost... Well, he did give up for a brief moment.
2: Yeah.
3: But yeah. uh, Go ahead, Kyle. uh, I'm going to hop off here and go play right now because this sounds like super incredible.
1: (laughs) It really is. Like I would highly recommend... Everyone, you and Cody, to just go ahead and finish and I'm it.
2: Pretty sure that like
0: Cody it's is a great
2: us at this journey. point. Probably. He's
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, I'm even. See, I hate that I have to work tomorrow morning because I would stay up all night and you play just, this and, and play finish it. this game. Yeah. But I, 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 can't do that. Unfortunately.
2: No, it's. It was. It's a really fun game.
3: It. It also sounds like a Disney movie. <laughs> it sounds like that they could make that into a Disney movie just because like, every Disney movie has something really sad and terrible in it. That sounds like what the game is.
1: It, but I will say though, this does not have a necessarily happy ending per se. Okay,
2: um,
3: it's not a it's not say. a
1: sad ending, but it's not happy.
2: Well, because that is another thing. Kind of, I guess we've spoiled enough at this point. You know, we can't make anybody any madder than they already are. Um, <laughs> but uh, the kind of the ultimate, I guess you will say, the boys' reward. I would at least I would classify it as that. Is at the very end, his it, it goes to a cut scene of his father. Uh, in their house, basically just kind of holding what's left of his son's uh, jacket, I believe, if that's not correct, Carrington.
1: That's what it looked like, uh, yeah.
2: And uh, anyway, and basically you could just see he was kind of misty-eyed and wasn't, uh, you could tell he was concerned about his son, you know, is he alive, should I be looking for him, you know, all these kind of questions you can see clearly going through his mind and uh, goes into the boy's room and then. Once, you know, the son has just recently, very recently, basically just a moment ago, accepted the fact, you know, this is what has happened to me and I'm okay with it. Then he actually appears in a a ethereal, you know, spectral form, um, basically just like a vision almost that his and basically his father gets to see, you know, that he's there and that he has passed away. So it it provides some uh, closure, really. Um, So it was that was kind of beautiful, I think, in a lot of ways that, you know, the father was able to to get some closure and to find out what had actually happened to his son and see that his son was at peace with his situation for, for better, for worse, whatever it might be.
1: Agreed. And I also think that, um, without the music, none of it would be nearly as powerful as, you know, the game is trying to make you feel these emotions as you play.
2: No, I, I, I can I brag about the musical score of that game. All night. Fantastic. I can, if you, if you had to pick out a single aspect of it, I would honestly say that's probably the highlight of it. It's got a lot of good points, but that would probably be my top. And I'm not typically a person who would. I would usually go. I'm a usually a plot or a graphics guy, so it's rare for me to put music on top.
3: Oh, that opening sequence, so, man, yeah. was is incredible. I'm sorry, go ahead, man. I just
0: yeah. Um, so going on to the music, if you are like me who collects all the collectibles in a game like this. Um, there is a collectible called the lullaby shell and I believe there's five or six of them and then when put together it creates like another beautiful harmony like disney type song mm. to it and now that you said the whole concept behind this is death it made the lullaby um, shells even more depressing uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but I highly recommend you guys look those up because those are <clears throat> incredible I have two of them and it's by far, that segment is better than anything I've heard in the game so far. No, I'm okay. going to do that. I, and I, I'm going to
2: probably look it up on YouTube.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <And> there's, also, <laughs> there's also a
1: slightly small, more emotional, different ending if you get all the collectibles I was reading.
2: Well, Cody, Ooh. you have to tell us what it is. Yeah, he can, in a future episode, because... <laughs> uh, I'm not about that completionist stuff. There was a time I'm like, oh, you know, why not? I'm yeah. you know, Like, no, I don't really care if I collect 100 flags or whatever. <laughs> uh,
3: just real quick, because I meant to mention this when we were talking about Tacoma. How many gamer points did you guys get at the end of the game that oh, that gosh. finished it?
2: I have no idea and don't care. Okay.
1: So here's the thing. I played on PC. I played <laughs> okay. Rhyme and Tacoma both on PC. I got achievements on Steam. But I, yeah, I got some achievements, gamer but I, I'm
2: not I don't know.
3: super OCD about gamer points. It, I mean, I think it's kind of nice, but uh, at the end of that game, and usually at the end of games, I think you get maybe like 50 points for completing it. I got 400 points. Good night. Like Wow. I don't know. It's not something super great, but it just kind of caught me off guard when I saw that little achievement Notification come across the TV. Sorry, uh, for taking you off subject, but that just reminded me of it.
1: So if I were to give rhyme a score, I'd give it um not cracking because it wasn't perfect. <laughs>
2: I would say whiskey sour. Comes Ooh, to
1: I like that. A nice whiskey sour, yeah. Which is a fantastic because, drink.
2: Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, not perfect, but definitely uh in like, you know, my top five or ten. Nice.
1: Yeah, for sure. And between the two games, um, as far as Indie Game of the Year, Rhyme has my vote at the moment, but that can easily change.
3: Like out of everything that you've played so far?
1: I said Indie Game. not Right. No, no, I understand. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right now, all of all the Indie Games that I've played so far that were released this year, Rhyme will have to take my vote at the moment.
2: It's got well, Rhyme has a lot of polish. It really does. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was very surprised about that. So yeah, um, everyone, take out or check out rather. <laughs> <laughs> Tequila works a uh, rhyme. We all highly recommend it. Um, it's fantastic, and there's not enough words to describe how great this game is. Really, it's just an experience that I would recommend everyone to go through. Even though we just spoiled the entire thing, <laughs> like visually and audio-wise, like there's you won't experience anything else at the moment so well
2: and then the puzzles are really good too i mean the puzzles
1: are actually really good they're not super hard but they're not like super easy either and they're fun to go through it's a nice little twist to it too because i like that he used his voice for everything yeah which was really cool that
3: was pretty
1: neat too so uh, we're gonna take a quick break before we get into some indie news and check on out enjoy Hey everyone, Carrington here to tell you about one of our newer affiliates, Guild Wars 2. Yes, Guild Wars 2 is now affiliated with Real Dudes Podcast, the one and only MMO that's been running for quite some time now. So you can just grab a couple of you and your friends and... Receive a free max level boost to level 80 and enjoy Guild Wars 2 and the new expansion Heart of Thorns. Just head on over to RealDudesPodcast.com and click on the link that heads you over to our affiliates page, and you can find Guild Wars 2 there. That once again, that's realdudescom affiliates and look for Guild Wars 2 and you can receive a free max level boost to level 80. Thank you. Have a
0: rad day. We here at Real Dudes want to give a huge shout out to Guitaroman Man for letting us use his music on this episode. You can find more of his music on SoundCloud and be sure to give him a follow on Twitter at Man. That is G-I-T-A-R-U-M-A-N. Thanks and let's get back to this episode.
1: And we are back. Hope you guys enjoyed our little, little break. Um, don't forget to support all our sponsors. And Guitar Man, as was brought out, because we love them all. So getting into some indie news, Telltale Games has released Batman season two. Like it's out right now. Blum blom
3: blom.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyone gonna going to play it? I have season one. I just haven't played it yet. See, yeah,
0: I bought season one. I was like, all right, I'm gonna play this, and I got to like the first chapter or so and then i just stopped playing it not because it's not great or anything just other games got my attention so i still i still have to finish that before i ever think about season two I'll,
3: i'll probably play it at some point i played i think the first four episodes of the first season and i need to finish the last one but so far i've been hearing good things about this uh you know batman is one of the coolest superheroes ever so it's it's worth looking into
2: I'll be honest I don't think I will just because I don't know Batman's awesome I'll totally agree with that but I've never really been into any Batman games so
3: you never played any of the Arkham games nope oh,
1: oh, gosh. oh, dude. I I oh figured gosh I know oh gosh they're a nerd. so good
3: it's yeah I figured as much did yeah. you
1: like the Batman cartoons back in the 90s oh yeah
2: okay.
1: the same writers wrote the game for the Arkham series
2: you don't, you don't have to sell. Yeah. I, you okay. don't have to sell it, trust me. I'm, I'm fully aware of what I'm missing out on. <laughs> okay. I mean, could one, one, just, just
3: one weekend when you're sick, you'll probably pick it up and be like, what did I miss yeah, out
2: on? They're really cool, but I know that I basically played the the gameplay system because I did play Shadow of Mordor, and I've been told by everybody that it's basically same the same mechanics. Yeah. It's just a different yeah. story and skin. Yeah. It's what the Indeed. new Spider-Man looks like, too. reminded me of Ar- the Arkham series
3: a yeah, lot. Yeah,
1: I thought that, too. Sony stealing because you can't say Shadow of Mordor stole from Batman necessarily because it's this it's both Warner Brothers so they own the rights to both things
3: I mean if we're gonna be honest I think both the series stole from Assassin's Creed because I can see that wasn't
2: Assassin's Creed kind of originally that kind of combat
1: yeah with the dodge system and everything yeah I
2: think they um definitely kind of made it 2.0 so to speak yeah but uh but yeah I'd agree with that in principle yep
1: well, there you have it. Batman Two season, season two from Telltale Games is out. I I think Minecraft is next. I can't remember which. Is, they, that's another game I own. Season one on.
3: They just they released uh, <laughs> season uh, season two last month.
1: Oh, did they? Yeah. It is, is it is it. They are starting it up again. It's okay. already yeah. It's already out. Yeah.
3: Oh, never mind. They're so yeah. busy
1: over there. Yeah, you meant episode anyway. two.
3: Okay, anyways, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, Next, we have Lawbreakers that was released yesterday. Well, surprise release on Monday, (laughs) actually. And if you guys don't know what it is, it's like an uh, arena-based shooter-type game um, from... Uh, Cliff Blazinski, if you guys don't know that name Shame on you, because he created things like Unreal Tournament and Gears of War He is behind both of those games So this is his new game, this is literally his baby He started a new studio Just to make this game So it's literally his baby And he, it's Decent I guess, um, so far Um, It's getting rave reviews right now Um, So if you're interested in that kind of game It's out Um, You can go play it, it's basically Like I said, an arena based shooter Imagine Unreal Tournament and Overwatch had a baby. That's what this is. Um, next, we have, I hope I'm saying this name right, Milton Gwasti. Um, Yeah. Nope, who, no who is he? No yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> he made a remake of Metroid. It was a fan remake called Project AM2R or another Metroid 2 remake. He got hired on and is now working on Ori and the Willow of the Wisps. He is gonna be their level designer now, which I thought was fantastic. They saw his ability of making that thing and decided to hire him on. You don't hear stories like that very often. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to him. And uh I think we're all looking forward to Ori and the Willow of the oh, Wisps because yeah. Ori and the Blind Force is fantastic. Yep. <laughs> All right, next, this is not indie related stuff. Ugh. Mainstream. <laughs> um, for those of you that are fans of Res Infinite, it got just a random surprise launch on PC. So you can get it right now on Steam for 20 bucks. If you're interested, go get it because the price is actually going to go up. I think it was like priced at 25 or 30 bucks. So it's the release has a sale. Again, I take like 20 bucks. Not bad at all. If you're interested, go out and get it. I've never played the Res games made by uh, the Sonic Team before they were known as the Sonic Team. Um, I can't remember the name of the studio, but it's the same people, really. So it's a Sega-based game. Um, so it's it's really cool. Um, I'm gonna save this next one for last. I feel oh, like we can talk about man. that for gonna, we can talk we can t- talk about it for a while. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> um, so Valve actually is about to release another game. They don't announce games very often. Uh-uh. So Half Life call, Three,
3: you've heard it first. Here. Half Life Three, heard it here. <laughs> you heard it here.
1: <laughs> JK, it's a Dota two card game called Artifacts. Cool. Um, just, it's just announced. That's all. That's all we have on it. Right just now. what we
3: need. Another exactly. card game. <laughs> I,
1: I, I think Bethesda just released a card game too yep. for Elder Scrolls. So and we have plenty of card games so, out there. Right? Uh, so yeah. did
3: is uh, it Project City Red for I don't know if they did it, but uh, The Witcher Three. Oh, uh, for The
1: Witcher Three. Yeah. yeah, they they released one too.
2: So many card games.
1: Uh, they're probably all of a sudden for some reason. Yeah. Um, I know this is
2: kind of indie related. I guess I should have spoke up a minute ago, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no, I I know we just I just put that in the chat a day or two ago, but I'm really excited about that icons game that is basically. Oh, That's the news. Kind of the love child of previous uh, Super Smash players, essentially trying to hopefully create a predecessor or not predecessor, excuse me, a successor to uh, to that, which. If it if they do it right, it could be amazing.
3: It looks oh, yeah. really cool. Uh, it looks, it looks more fast paced than your general like Smash. I know like Smash tournaments the people that actually participate in that are really fast paced, but uh, just like even the casual playing in this looks really fast paced. So I could imagine oh, yeah. what comp would look like.
1: I highly recommend looking up the trailer to Icons Combat Arena because if you just put Icons, it's very hard to come by. Yeah, but yeah, it looks. Fantastic! I cannot wait to see where this goes in the future.
2: Yeah, if they do it right. Like I said, I I know a lot of people, they said kind of had lukewarm reaction to it. You know, the first go around and they're trying to continually refine it. Like I said, if they can really fine tune it. uh, Yeah, I'd be spending a lot of time on that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think we all will, especially how much time some of us have spent playing something like Smash Brothers. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. So next, um if you have an Xbox One, Spotify is now listed as an app to have, which is fantastic. So I have Spotify and I love it. Oh love it way more than Pandora.
2: Oh yeah. I like it too. So I'm pretty excited for that. Unless Pandora decides they want to sponsor us, in which case we love Pandora. Oh yeah. Most
1: definitely. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. of course. <laughs> but it's if Spotify so wants to sponsor
2: us, then we really love Spotify.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I prefer Pandora. Just
2: depends, you know, who whoever wants to first.
1: <laughs> yeah we if, love them all. It's a race. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Whoever wants to give us money first, we love more because that's how it should be. That's
1: how it works, right?
2: My love is conditional.
1: (laughs) You mean it can be bought (laughs) for a price. (laughs) Absolutely,
2: for a price. I mean, it's high, but it's there.
1: Exactly. So here's the thing I was saving for last, which we can all discuss. Um, The Olympic Committee has been talking about adding esports as a sport for the 2024 Summer Olympics. Fellas... What do you guys think? Has our time as gamers come <laughs> to shine?
3: Uh, I remember when they put the the um, put eSports into the X Games and how that wasn't received very well among people that loved the X Games. So I kind of feel like this is going to be the same thing. Like People that are diehard fans of the Olympics are going to be like, why are there video games in this?
0: Like, but then they choose just I, not to watch that event and I watch something so, else. I guess so, yeah yeah
1: but that's a good thing about the olympics so there's always something going on and someone's showing an event usually that's yeah. if you yeah, want to watch it
2: and it's something that um they're always i'm sure any anything is uh, always trying to pull in more more eyes i mean that's what it's all about you know getting more and more people to watch yeah and uh and like i like said we discussed a little bit earlier it's um I'll use the example I used earlier because I think it doesn't at least in some way correlate. I mean, when it comes to gaming, obviously you need to have endurance and you need to have dexterity. And you know, a lot of those, uh, a lot of things that I would relate to like an archery type thing. And obviously we have archery in the Olympics and, uh, once again, I'm sure there's some people <laughs> who are archers. <laughs> if they're listening to this, might be horribly offended to compare it to that. But, because I do a little, I do a, uh, nice. <laughs> no, I do a little bit of actually, a little archery myself, or at least have more so in the past. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed to compare the two because I mean it is a lot of dexterity, hand-eye coordination, uh, things like that. So no, I could definitely see it uh, catching on, especially as you know time goes on.
1: And I might get some hate for this as well, but I must say. I'm going to put this out there. Mm -hmm. Equestrian, as in horses, not humans. Horses is also a sport in the Olympics. So, esports are allowed in there, in my opinion.
2: You make a solid (laughs) point. I mean, there's there's curling, too. I mean, if curling's allowed in there. Come on. I mean, my goodness. I mean, I'm uh, not going to lie. I'm sure there's some Canadians that are right now going to be outraged. Yeah, like, and, but, you know, I'm they're so polite. They're going to be like, oh, well, you know, not really just. just uh, I'm just so I'm so cross with you guys right now. Ugh.
1: I will say Canada is the number two country that listens to us. And it's Ooh, not anymore. Not anymore. Quite a few hits in Canada, so we love our Canadian hey, people. You
2: know where I am, Canada. Come on. <laughs> I,
3: I would definitely love to see it in the Olympics. I mean, I'd I would watch that over probably most anything else in the Olympics. So but I, I still think that it just prediction, I don't think it's gonna be received well.
1: I can agree I with that. Yeah. I can agree with that. General You're probably, probably right, won't like but
2: it. Don't oversaturate, I think it'd be the biggest thing. Slow introduction. Yeah.
0: However, it's twenty seventeen and twenty twenty four. There we have. There's true. time, and esports is rising. There's so many oh, yeah. different oh, yeah. video game tournaments and everything like that going on. That give it a couple years, people will open up to it, and they won't care as much. Maybe right now, as it's been released and discussed that it's going to be there, people are outraged or whatnot. But give it time, there are people who are. They'll adjust or they'll move on. They don't care about it too much if they're not involved in it.
2: Well, then ultimately, I guess one more thought. I mean, what is a sport? It's at least two or more people, you know, testing their skills against one another. So what else is gaming? It's true. I mean, it's, it's a sport and in that sense. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I And I will say, like, I'm not a huge esport person, but I will say Overwatch right now. It's huge. Oh, it's enormous. And right now there's the whole, like, world tournament going on right now. World Cup. Which is a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to see it on an Olympic stage to see two countries going at it in some Overwatch. Like, I, although that's seven years from now, I doubt Overwatch will still be a thing by then. Or, and maybe it will. I don't know.
0: But yeah. I'm curious. To it'll see, be fun to watch. I'm curious to see what games are going to be qualified for esports at the Olympics.
3: Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm thinking. By 2024, we are going to have true augmented reality. And I expect Pokemon Go to allow you to have battles against each other then so they can have a true arena where there are life-size Pokemon and augmented reality battling each other.
1: If that happens, you sign me up because yeah. I want to be there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> As a spectator. Yeah. I, I ain't doing that. I'm just saying if it's like true VR, um, nah.
1: What? oh i'll be there i'll be there I'm just as a saying participant. i'm just
2: saying if you've seen sword art online yeah, just right. saying. Oh gosh, oh gosh. you'll get locked in there and then you're gonna die yeah.
1: uh, oh, fair enough so there you have it guys we hope it happens so bad and i do watch i watch halo 5 esports as well because that's fun to watch
2: any type of competitive shooter is definitely going to be something i would think would be on the block i mean if you look at team fortress and yeah, except Overwatch is obviously huge, and uh, you know that's that would be easy. I mean,
1: yeah, League of Legends, Dota, even though they're like the, probably the most popular esports in the world, I always have a tough time watching those. Like, I just can't do it. It's just it not a interesting fast to me. Pace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although people of those fans of those are probably going, it is fast paced. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. just not us. You know, it's not me. You know.
2: Well, oh no! I said yeah, I love it, but it's not. I don't think once again, we're talking about trying to get as many people into it as possible. So I think you would need, uh, and once again, as Americans, as they say, when all our sports that are really popular in this country are relatively fast paced. And uh, so maybe that would be different from country to country, but definitely. And I'm thinking the majority in this country, you want something that keeps it, you know, on the, keeps you on the edge of your seat. Smash! Oh, smash! Yes. 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 Just like, or I can't say at that point, you never never know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, nice fight. A fighting game like that would definitely, I think, go far too.
2: Absolutely, Shoot, I watch Super Smash stuff on YouTube all the time. So, I mean, you could do anything. You could do
3: like I don't know how competitive Forza is, but I'm sure you could find some kind of racing game that's super competitive.
1: Forza racing games, yeah. Forza is pretty fairly competitive. Yeah, I've seen some stuff Forza. out there.
2: Then they might really find that one hilarious, you know, yeah. Sports,
1: yeah. Sports, sports of, of actual people. sports. <laughs> yeah. That's, that might be where the problem get, is. That's get, gamers are wearing, uh,
3: wearing sweatbands.
1: Let's see it. No, oh. no. Let's see it. Forza at the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be funny. Well, there we have it, guys. So, guys, we had a poll. Uh, we'll review or we, we will reveal, rather, uh, the results of that poll later after we discuss which character is the better character? <laughs> Mario or Sonic? And Kevin let, T- let T- me T- just remind everyone, <laughs> seek a can, what <laughs> Nintendo ten don't. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Not according to Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what do you guys think? Which is better between you guys? I voted for Sonic.
2: civilized about this?
3: I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I personally voted for Sonic. Um, I think Mario is a bigger icon and like I think he might be more well-known, but when we get personal, Sonic was more in my childhood than Mario was.
1: Agreed. As here as well, even though Mario was literally the first game I played, Super Mario Brothers on the original NES, I played way more Sonic as soon as I had a Sega Genesis and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 in my hands. Yep. That was me for a long time. So I also voted for Sonic in the poll because got to go fast, right?
2: Collect all the coins. Down the toilet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Please, Andrew, enlighten us. Well,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Cody, what do you think first? Because I know Andrew is very well opinionated right now. Cody? do we lose Cody? I know I heard I his voice earlier. So.
0: Uh,
1: well, I guess, Andrew, you can go ahead.
2: Give my thoughts well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Victor by default. I'll take it. <laughs> but uh, no, um, definitely, I would pick Mario. Um, I think. Um, Sonic just really hasn't grown with the times. I think that would be the biggest thing. Not only Kyle was saying, I mean, if you're talking about from an icon standpoint, I think it's no contest. It's definitely Mario. Um, but I mean, even if you're just looking at based on its own merits, I guess you would say, I mean, look at Mario just as recently as, you know, Super Mario Maker. You've got a huge hit that is still going strong and you have a ton of people still playing it and streaming it and all kinds of stuff. And, um, you know, it's insanely popular even now. And Mario's continued to crank out, uh, you know, quality games that have, I mean, not everyone has been a home run, but the vast majority have been successful and, you know, critically and commercially. And, uh, Sonic, I mean, let's face it, it's <laughs> since the early 2000s. At, if you're being generous, you know, it hasn't been good since the early thousands, if not before. And I think part of it is because, I mean, Sonic, it's at its best, in my opinion, as a side scroller. don't get me wrong. I love Sonic. I mean, but if it's between the two, to me, it's an easy choice that you know it's got to be Mario because Mario has stood the test of time and continued to still remain true to itself, but adapt with the times, you know, and uh, I just don't I don't see that out of Sonic. And so I,
3: I think he's, we could all easily say that Mario's never had a
2: Sonic 2006.
1: Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> oh, gosh.
2: <laughs> no, it's, yeah. like I said, that's just you just got to once again, you know, they say you're only as uh good as you know what you've done recently and uh and not to say that that can never change what sonic you know was and what it has meant for so many people and what it has accomplished but i mean i don't know but you know 15 12 15 years you know a a pretty much a dry spell i mean people usually that ever play that like online you know they're uh just doing it to basically troll the game (laughs) you know they're playing like oh this is so bad i'm suffering through this for you guys so
3: did do you think that a Sonic maker could be successful?
1: I think so. Um, from the standpoint of the fans, because it's all a fan based thing, they're dying for a new Sonic. And to have that in their hands, there's always a ton of Sonic you know, remakes and mods and all kinds of stuff out there yeah. based on the, they- the classic stuff.
2: Yeah, they. Well, that's the thing, and that's my point. They need to make it the classic stuff because that's where Sonic was yeah. at its best. Oh, yeah. Like they need to keep it simple, keep it, you know, side scroller type thing. And yeah, I could, I absolutely think that could do it. And who knows? And of, once again, you heard it here first. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Sonic, uh, Sonic Maker, uh, releasing 2019.
2: Oh man, he's really pushing. <laughs> yeah, there them. you go. Wow, <laughs> you heard it.
1: All right, Karina, we should have you back, Mario or Sonic, and why?
0: sonic just i enjoyed them both <laughs> oh, gosh but i enjoyed playing sonic more as a child so it just i choose sonic always
2: you go,
0: you're going from that sentimental side
2: so you're all going to yeah. For
0: me. Yep. yeah i'm
3: living in the real world by y'all over there I, in the dream i land. admitted that i think M- mario is a well more well-known character he i think he's more popular but
2: sonic is you know well i said i'm think you guys are all strictly and i'm not once again it's an opinion it's your choice but i think you're all going off strictly nostalgia because like you said if you want to look at more iconic it's mario more commercially successful it's got to be mario Mario. yeah more recent successes in the video in video game terms absolutely has to be mario it's no contest
3: so but in game who's richer who has got more gold (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, it depends on how crappy a player is. Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd I've seen a lot. <laughs> I, I think that would be kind of cool to research, go into each game and see at the end what is the most gold a player can get. Like a good player.
1: And which is worth more, a ring or a coin? It's true. There
2: you go. Well, last I checked, currency in this, um, this well in the world is coins. (laughs) (laughs) If you're talking about Bible currency, I will give you this golden ring. Here's your shekel. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, uh, no, no, thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so too. And I will say, I know Jake is not here. But I can speak for him, and his w- would definitely 100%. Actually, a million percent would be Mario. Sonic. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going to kill me.
0: I I could I was going to screw <laughs> with him, but, yeah. you know. And I, and so, I will agree. Right,
2: well, I'll represent him in spirit. I'll,
0: I'll agree with Andrew. The poll was which gaming icon means the more to you. And in iconic standpoint, Mario would win. But as a sentimental viewpoint sonic wins probably oh, yeah. for a lot of people but wait a minute why you, I, wait okay, a minute. i'm genuinely curious why i yeah. kyle you said
1: mario has never had a sonic 06 moment in video game form oh no he has not he the has. cartoon <laughs> <laughs> or no the movie <laughs> the movie yeah. the live action oh,
2: that's movie true. <laughs> yeah. that's true hey, man but now let's let's go back to cody i'm curious here why would you think that for the majority of people i'm genuinely curious
0: i already forgot what i said what what'd i say <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you just for pointing out that you thought, thought that, once again, maybe not measuring it on the the you know the tangible elements necessarily, but more on the, the sentimental nostalgic side that you thought that for the majority of people that Sonic would be the winner. If you're looking at it from that standpoint, why would that be?
0: Oh, I, I don't know. Like, Okay, majority of the people, majority of us, as I guess where I was okay. coming at, well, is majority of us, <laughs> the icon or the sentimental viewpoint, Sonic wins. In in our group of recording people's mm-hmm. now, but gotcha. for so get out of here, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I don't care. <laughs> Sign off. now. yeah. So go back to your PlayStation, and we'll go back to Xbox where it's supposed Ooh. to be. Oh, yeah, I will. Oh. <laughs>
3: we don't want
2: to start that war, my friend.
3: So uh, before I guess we'll probably end up wrapping up here at some point. Uh, yeah, I did soon. want. I did want to ask you. Uh, you played last guardian. How, yeah. how did you feel about the E3 announcement of the shadow of the Colossus remake?
2: Well, I played the of the Colossus and loved it. Yeah. So, um, anything, if they want to go take another swing at it, I'm, I'm game. That's awesome. Yeah. No, um, no, honestly, I think shadow of the Colossus was better. My opinion, my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but no, they were both awesome games. They really were. Um, I don't know if maybe, because I haven't played Shadow of the Colossus nearly as recently, so maybe it's kind of looking at it, you know, with the, looking at as they say a lot of times when you look at things in the past with uh, rose-colored glasses yeah. and you think they better than, were, you know, better than they actually were. But um, my, my biggest complaint, bar none, on uh, Last Guardian was that the controls at times, at least in my experience, were kind of clunky and not super responsive. Um, So that would be my biggest issue with it. I mean, otherwise it was, you know, the Visuals were awesome. The relationship between you and Trico, the the dog-bird thing, uh, was really cool. And I mean, you I, you genuinely felt for him, especially the longer things went, you know, you were actually concerned for his safety, not just the, your main character's safety, and uh, in, invested in what happened, you know, to both of okay. them. Um, and it's a really awesome game. Like I said, no, but that just, I did not love the controls. I, if my memory serves, I don't think that Shadow of the Colossus was quite as tight as i would have no. liked on the control yeah. side but but i think the thing that i was willing to forgive that is because these freaking colossuses are huge oh man and this kid is like you know he's got little spaghetti <laughs> arms and everything else it's like you know i could i'd probably be getting thrown around a little bit too yeah. so it's like i could kind of it almost felt real you know given it's not like he was some hulking gorilla you know that was yeah. you know not some type of marcus phoenix character you know just little, so
3: Nerdy sword kid.
2: Yeah, he's just exactly. So it's like so. It actually was kind of like you know what I can forgive it because it's it added a, to me. It seemed like an element of realism, but like on this, like I'm not kidding. Like just sometimes getting on and off Trico without just like straight jumping off of him, which depending on where you were at, could be precarious and dangerous. Could be like a huge challenge. Yeah. Like and that shouldn't be you know like something like that or just like climbing up a simple thing was like a really frustrate the crap out of you and i'm like there's no reason for this you know because they're not dealing with some massive colossal creature that you're battling you yeah. know but uh but no as far as to the ultimate question yes i am totally would psyched for that and yeah when it comes out i unless six it i'm guaranteeing you that i'll play it because yeah. shadow colossus was one of my favorites
3: i i love that game for the playstation 2 that's uh one of the most iconic games i played when i had playstation 2 so I'm super excited. I would love to see because it, it what they had for the PlayStation 3 was a remake, wasn't it? Like a, not a remaster. Yeah, yeah, it was just remastered.
2: Yeah. It, it was really great. I mean, but yeah, just a remastering. So, so I'm wondering what, you know, if they were going to remake it, if ahead. they
3: put, you know, could they put extra class eye in it? Ooh, That'd be awesome. I think they should. I mean, they could. I'm sure they could add yeah. a, at least one new or it's just some kind of new element to it. I'd love to see. But I just I want to know your like if you're excited for it
2: just because. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. Yeah. No, I'll Definitely, uh, I'll definitely be playing that when that comes out. Yes, super, super excited for that. Awesome.
1: Uh, we're going to wrap things up now. Um, this exciting, exciting episode. Andrew, thank you for being here and welcome to the team. So I'm happy to be here. It was a blast. No problem. Thank you for coming.
3: <laughs> Hopefully you'll come back.
1: Yes, oh, absolutely.
3: <laughs> okay. it was great.
1: Um, yeah, he's a new RDP member, guys, so he'll be here forever. so wrap things up we have a nice little announcement to make which we have not yet made on the show we are going to be at power up con which is a gaming convention down in huntington west virginia kyle's backyard um so if you guys want to are in the area you guys want to check us out we'll be there all five of us i think will actually be there hopefully at the moment hopefully all five of us will be there so if you guys are looking up for any information, uh, Kyle, you had the social media stuff, because so I can't remember it. Or uh, right, you told me earlier, because I can't remember it. Oh, for,
3: it. for Power Up Con? Like, what's going on there?
1: Um, Yeah, or, like all the information where people can go check it out.
3: Uh, yeah, so on Facebook, you can go search at Power Up Con uh, in Facebook. Uh, some of the cool things that they're going to have there, uh, video game trivia... Um, they are also going to have a super smash brothers tournament. Uh, in, uh, from what it's telling me, it says, uh, welcome everyone who has much of a beast. Hold on. No, no, no that's all right. Anyways, winner gets a $50, uh, ga- uh, gift card. They don't pronounce very well to here. Super smash Brothers tournament, $50 gift card. So yeah, uh, cool you if go. you win, you get a $50 Uh-oh. gift card. I probably won't participate it sounds like something that might be up Andrews alley or maybe Carrington's alley as far as playing Smash. Dude, I've
2: been in one smash tournament in my life got smashed oh, nice. incidentally and <laughs> nice. uh, no I'm, uh, I, I'm I retired defeated unfortunately instead of undefeated <laughs> oh
3: man uh they also are gonna have a Pokemon gym leader ready uh battle so I will read this word for word here it says do you want to be the very best like no one ever was? Good. Because we've got four rough and tough Pokemon gym leaders ready for battle. Come bring your very best Pokemon teams 3v3 and battle for some sweet badges. So that's going to be awesome. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't crash
1: yeah really (laughs) so here we go guys we will be at Power Up Con crazy awesome events plus we'll be there so you can meet and greet with us and we have some great surprises for everybody out there so if you're out in the area come visit us and we would love to meet you next um we have made a small announcement about this before we now have a youtube page that is now up and running thanks to our great friend behind the scenes josh walsh he's working very hard and diligently he just released the first episode uh, of basically a rebroadcasting of what you guys hear on the on our show but if you are more of a youtube person go check up our youtube page and uh you can listen and watch us um we usually have gameplay uh videos up of whatever we're discussing so yeah go check it out if you're interested don't forget you can always check us out. Realdudespodcast.com, our Twitter, RealDudes underscore pod. Our Facebook is Facebook.com forward slash uh, Real Dudes. Is it Real Dudes Pod? Oh gosh, I meant to write this down. Uh, Facebook. Yeah. yeah.
3: Facebook.com yeah. slash Real Dudes Podcast.
1: Awesome. And yeah. then our Instagram is Real Dudes Podcast. And if you have any questions, Uh, comments, concerns, if you're an indie developer you want to get in contact with us, we are already in contact with several right now you can always email us at realdudespod at gmail.com and also this is brand new for us, Uh, we've mentioned this before, if you want to support the show because we uh, love what we're doing and if you love what you hear, you can always support the show by going to patreon.com slash realdudespod or supporting any of our lovely sponsors that that we have mentioned on the show before. You guys great episode see you guys next time On Real Dudes Podcast. See you later. That's solid. That's not veneer, that's solid stuff.
3: Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates and other insurers, discounts not available in all states or situations. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again.